0: So I know, I know we are an escapist podcast. Uh, we obviously don't get too serious on this podcast. And, um, you know, e- even when we talk about serious topics, we don't really uh, know a lot or we don't give a lot of accurate information. Um, but I thought it would be a, a little bit, uh, I think the word is remiss of us or, or irresponsible of us, um, not at all to mention the fact that it is Remembrance Day um you know i i I didn't think about it but we just happened to record on wednesdays and it is remembrance day today and um you know it's not going to be like a remembrance day episode or anything like that and we're not obviously going to dive uh uh, too deeply onto it because again we are kind of an escapist podcast but i did want to kind of bring up something that was has been on my mind that is kind of related to remembrance day it's not really specifically about remembrance day but it, it is related in a sense and so um you know, Remembrance Day for me has always been a little bit, um, you know, something that I didn't personally um, feel like strong emotions towards because, um, you know, I I I you know I I grew up pretty far away from my my ancestors, um, and you know I I didn't really know anybody very closely involved in the war and stuff like that, and even uh, living. You know the way I've lived, I haven't really interacted with a ton of people uh, who who were in any way involved. Uh, you know, with with the wars and um, you know even today, what's going on with military and army and stuff like that. You know, there's, I just don't have a lot of interaction with it, right? So, so there's always a little bit of a disconnect for me. I mean, I, I definitely uh, try to be as respectful as I can, and I try to. You know, uh, understand the people who are obviously heavily affected by this, and and there's nothing obviously I have against it. It's just I never really connected, um, just because of my personal experience and the way I grew up. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're the same way. Like, are are you? I mean, kind of in the same boat. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people in that boat. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, like you and I. um,
1: You know, in in Pembroke, we we weren't that far away from a pretty major military base. And so That's I think, a very good point. Yeah. uh, you know, you just in the community. I think, um, growing up, you know, um, maybe not direct friends, but definitely familiar with, um, you know, folks that are in the uh, military and things like that. So, um, yeah, it, it is interesting. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's so interesting that a lot of these things didn't happen that long ago, right? Like wars happen yeah. all the time. And it's actually not, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, that long ago, but, uh, you're right. Like, you know, our generation, Thankfully, has been you know not had to had a lot of first hand experience with that that kind of stuff. Um, but it wasn't that long ago, right? Where um, you know yeah. the previous generation even uh, in some way, um, you know, probably what like had a lot more direct kind of impact from from wars and things like that.
0: Right, and, and I mean, you can even like sense it a little bit as I talk about it now that I, I'm even uh, very careful with my words because I mean that's how much of a disconnect it is for me. Like I, I don't really have a ton of experience that I can't even I can barely speak about my disconnection from it right so so it's kind of the thing that kind of came up recently though that that kind of made me think a little bit and I talked to my my younger sister about this is that so I was watching uh on tv I caught this uh some documentary series called like the history of Canada or something like that and I think I think it's a series where they kind of go through like the, the various decades it was almost like like CNN used to have this documentary series called like the 90s the 2000s the 2010s like these kind of things the 80s the 70s whatever i almost feel like it's something a little bit like that like it was a a history of canada and they're kind of going through the decades and i think they were going i want to say like the 90s uh, the episode that i was watching so i was oh i turned it on because i kind of want to get into the pop culture and all Mm -hmm. this stuff like that and um so first of all it really wasn't that it was it was some pretty heavy stuff that they were talking about and one of the things one of the things that they were talking about was uh the peacekeepers um mm. and, and the peacekeeping missions that canada was a part of and i, I don't think it ever, really ever dawned on me that this was a thing and not is not really a thing anymore yeah um you know it's kind of like i just always thought you know the military was involved somehow in just general peacekeeping but i guess it was a very specifically defined like you are a peacekeeper or whatever right and part of this uh, group or whatever so in this in the in the documentary they had um this older guy who was a peacekeeper I guess pretty early like pretty early on so at, at this point he's like quite an old guy and they kind of showed pictures of him you know on these peacekeeping missions and then and then he went to uh then they showed him kind of like what he does today. And again, I th- he's got to be like 80, 90 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is, again, this is one of these things that I just, I don't know the details. So, but what stuck with me is that, so they said, okay, well now, now like they are interviewing him, I think. And they're, he's saying like, well, now what I do is I kind of go around to schools and I kind of spread the word and tell my story and all this stuff like that. Right. Which, which I think we've all kind of seen and been a part of in some way, right? Like elementary schools or stuff like that. Or, or we watch on TV during like Remembrance Day ceremonies, these kind of things, right? And so I just remember him talking to this group of kids. And, you know, obviously the group of kids is not super interested, right? They're kind of just like, they're young elementary school kids, kind of half paying attention, half not. Obviously being respectful to the guy, but not really invested in, in his story and stuff like that. And so that that's when it kind of hit me a little bit that I was like, whoa man, I feel kind of bad for this guy because... They were just showing all these crazy pictures of him in these foreign countries, and as a young guy, right, kind of doing his 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 uh, peacekeeping mm-hmm. mission, and that, and then now he's like this really old guy telling these stories to to kids who aren't really paying attention. And I think it was seeing those pictures of him younger, and then uh, not to be pretentious here, but like juxtaposed yeah. with him as an old guy telling students the story. That's when it kind of really hit that. I realized, like myself, that when I when I hear these stories and when I hear people talk like this, I I don't really like. And again, I was talking to my younger sister about this. It's I almost like compartmentalize these people, right? Like people who have been in wars and are older now, who you know dress up in in uniforms and tell people about the story. It's almost like, in a bad way, I've compartmentalized them as this is just this. Group of people, and I don't really connect with them as like human beings that are kind of just like you and me, right? Mm. And I think seeing the pictures of him younger on these missions, that's when I really like was like, man, these these are just people, right? Again, it's a cliche to kind of say something like that, but these are people, and that kind of really connected for me. And and I was telling my I was talking to my sister about this, who obviously you know, but who, for, for FDK, you know, my sister's a doctor, and she's saying like, you know, the same thing kind of happens a little bit with patients and older patients. You kind of you put them in this category, and you kind of have these notions and thoughts and kind of preconceived notions and thoughts about them and you don't really think of them like kind of a random person that you just meet on the street or whatever right and so uh, I guess I don't really have a take-home message here I mean maybe my take-home message is really just you know if you are like me and you have this disconnect um, you know I, I think what helps maybe a little bit is is just taking a second to think or about who these people were um, when they were your age, or or when when they're in a place that you you can relate to them a little bit more, and that might help you connect a little bit, right? I, I'm still not there. I, I still don't profess hmm. to to be where where I should be in situations like this. Um, but yeah, that 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 scene, like this five yeah. second scene, just really seemed to be like, ah, uh, yeah, that's so weird. I just I never connected or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you have anything to say on that subject, but I thought I'd just kind of open up with that as it is Remembrance Day. So
1: no. Yeah. I think um, it's it's a good point. Um, yeah. It, obviously, like you said, uh, we uh, we are the least qualified people to talk about yes, <laughs> this yes. kind of thing. But um, yeah, for everyone who uh, uh, you know has uh, uh, either you know family or um, you know just you know uh, respects uh, the day. Um, yeah. Definitely. Uh, shout out to to that and. Um. Yeah. I guess uh, this
0: was not planned, but it is Remembrance Day. So, um, yes. yeah. All right. Okay. So just. Uh, yeah. Again. Just. Uh, you know. We. We. We pay our respects. Uh, you know, in the best way that we can. So. Okay. Now. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you transition out of that into our <laughs> into our regular programming. Um. But welcome everybody to the ETC podcast episode fifty one. On this wonderful uh, November 11th, 2020. Uh, Changing the tone a little bit here. Uh, We are back. We are one-stop shop for entertainment, technology, and cars and all things random. My name is Casey Lee and sitting across the city from me as always is... Aaron Zedekar. We are broadcasting to you for the first time with shallow depth of field, blurred backgrounds (laughs) on our video. (laughs) All right, we start the episode off with an interesting email that we received. So, Aaron, you might think that we are a pretty small podcast. Uh, I mean, you you probably have that impression, as most people <laughs> <Yep>. probably do. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and you may think that people don't really care about us, and people wouldn't be able to find us. Um. <laughs> now, we got an interesting email last week that seems to indicate that. We are not as small as we think, but also at the exact same time uh, makes us realize that we are just as small as we think. <laughs> nice! I'm so, really excited. I hope. I, do, we, do we make someone
1: angry? Because I feel like that's when you made it. When, when no, we have, no. Like, uh, so
0: if we made someone angry, then we would be we've bigger big than time. we thought. No, no, no. So <laughs> so the reason this email makes me think that we're not as small as we think is the fact that these people found us at all and decided to email us. So that's that's a pretty big deal. So these like we don't know these people? Because that, that, nope. that would be a big deal if we don't know these people. We don't know these people. We definitely wow. don't know these people. This is the first okay? time, so we, right? The right? First time. Yeah, first time. Uh, I mean, we might have gotten some spam. I mean, Amazon emailed us, remember? <laughs> um so, so these people don't know who we are. So that that's pretty good, right? They found us. Apparently, we grabbed some attention that they wanted to email us. So we are not as small as we think we are. Nice. But what they wrote us about definitely makes us feel small. <laughs> so this is what it was. So it's from um, uh, this guy or girl named Nanny, N-A-N-I. N-A-N-I. Mm-hmm. I won't say their last name to, pro- I guess, protect them or whatever. Okay. Uh, the subject is create community based social support networks. Okay. So they they have approached us about our YouTube channel. Okay. So YouTube channel, gifts, gifts, gifts for everyone. Okay. Um, and so it's just a bunch of like Christmas gifts and stuff like that. And say, hey, Christmas is coming, da da. da, da. But here's the funny thing. So, so what they are selling us, this is this this is the packages that they've included for us, yep. okay? That they've targeted towards our YouTube channel. For views, $2.80. Subscribers, $8. Likes, $1.50. Discovery ads, $4. Watch time, $35. So I guess what they're selling us is we can buy viewership. We can buy subscribers. We can buy likes. We can do all that if we really want. So, yeah. Um, so, So clearly, people who are only in small channels... Yeah, if um, our uh, GoFundMe will be up after this, if you wanted to uh, (laughs) (laughs) donate. uh. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Um, It's kind of funny. I've never really come across – I mean, I've been on YouTube, I mean, like for a while, like a couple of channels. I've never had anybody reach out to me like this. This is kind of – I mean, it kind of reminds me of Silicon Valley. Uh, You know, there was that episode where Zach Woods was paying a bunch of people to go on to Pied Piper or whatever
1: so like farm
0: like the uh the uh,
1: mobile phone
0: yeah yeah something yeah i can't remember to increase their usership or whatever like that yeah um but yeah so 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 thanks to nani uh for thinking that we are significant enough to reach out but not significant enough to actually have organic subscribership views or likes and whatnot so (laughs) all right uh let's get on to the news here what's uh what's what's on your mind here what's on your mind I mean, there's
1: been another Apple event, which is, yes. uh, is there like, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, because they've, they've obviously gone to a new format, but yeah, I, I don't think there's ever been a year with this many Apple events, right?
0: No, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, well, sorry, uh, year, I don't know, but definitely fall season. There's never been this many. I mean, yeah, I, I, guess I there, think
1: they, they, like the beginning of this year was a little bit quiet,
0: but yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm loving these shorter, more focused events. Yes, um, compared to you know how they they kind of previously bundled everything uh, together. But um, yeah, that's that's probably the the noteworthy. I don't know if you if you had anything uh, uh, on your list of things to talk about regarding that event. But
0: well, I think the the interesting thing is of all the events this year, and maybe for the last three or four years. Um, I don't know if it's surprisingly or not surprisingly, but this for sure was the most exciting one for me. Like, oh, interesting. It, it, I, I wonder if it's just because, like, I'm in a buying cycle where I don't really need a new phone, don't really need a new iPad. And none of the features that have been coming out on phones and iPads and all this stuff have been crazy significant to make me be like, oh, my God, I need hmm. that. Yeah. Um, whereas my computer is super old. Well, not super old. It's five years old now. Um, you know, which is relatively old in computer, computer talk. Um yeah. and I I I'm actually like seriously in the market for this. So yeah. so FDK, I, I run a software company and I'm actually considering getting myself and one of my other staff uh one of these new MacBooks. Um so keeping an eye on our finances a little bit, but what I think the most exciting part for me. Um, is that you know? Obviously, every year there's upgrades, and obviously, every year even with upgrades, the price stays the same. But this seems to be like a significant upgrade, and the mm-hmm. price stayed the same, right? Yeah, like, I was yeah. expect fully expecting that with all the craziness and how how much more performant these these MacBooks are, I was expecting at least a couple hundred dollar bump in in price or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact yeah. that the exact same price really made that attractive to me, where I was like, man, I am I seriously. I, I should seriously consider yeah. getting one of these laptops. So yeah, um, so yeah, it, it was definitely I was pretty pumped. I was like, and and again, it might be just the buying cycle I'm in, but I I can't remember the last event where I was this excited about it. I, I guess the iPhone 12 was kind of exciting, but, but yeah. yeah, I was pretty excited. How about you? What, what was Yeah, your, what so your I mean, thought?
1: I guess to, to recap, um, for for those that didn't did not watch, um, yes, it, FTW. This event, uh, which I think was 45. It wasn't very long, 45 minutes, um, was. All about Mac, uh, and so they had a few new Mac devices that they announced, but really what this event was, was um, their first big kind of announcements of these new devices with uh, processors and chips and, um, you know, CPUs that they are making now in-house rather than using Intel uh, based CPUs so um, super nerdy but it's a pretty big shift right because for the last I don't know uh, when did they switch from um, the like the power book architecture how long ago was
0: that it would have been like 2006 or 7 yeah. or maybe 2005 or something no like, which is yeah, anyway, somewhere like, like, like yeah early 2000s you know, 15 yeah, years or,
1: or something right so yeah um, you know pretty pretty big shift because they they've basically gone from relying on Intel for These CPUs to making their own, which they have done um, for a while in their phones and iPads and a few other devices. So um, they're really using a lot of the same processes and technologies from that, and now they're they're putting it in computers. So um, you know, which is a big deal, right? I think it's like I think the thing about this event. was that, you know, it's exciting, right? They're, they're calling this new chip, the M1. And it's exciting because it's, it's a start of a whole new thing. And um, what, what's kind of cool, it's, it seems like they're actually um, investing now in devices that previously were kind of dead. Like the, yeah. the Mac Mini, um, I feel yeah, for yeah, a good yeah. t- time period. You're like, oh, are they going to kill that off? Like, wh- what are they doing with this thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now it's it's bec- just because it has this chip, it almost seems like they're they're like, you know, reviving it, right?
0: Yeah. Um, well, so I think, yeah. Well, not to mention, like, I think one of the interesting things about what happened was that, like, all of a sudden the gap between the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro shrunk like crazy. Because it's like they're they're introducing this one chip, right? Like, granted, yeah, there's exactly, like, yeah. like, the MacBook Air has like the 7-core uh, GPU versus the 8-core GPU. Yeah. But it's basically the same chip. So it's kind of like... Like, you know, used to be like some, some of the big differentiators were like, oh, you'd have like the dual-core dual, dual core Intel in the MacBook Air, and then you have quad-core, you know, higher clock speeds on the higher-end MacBook Pro. But because just the fact that they're introducing one chip today, I know there's going to be more chips in the future, but – and the fact that they put it in both the Air and the Pro, what's kind of cool about all this, and I think this is – like, I don't think we're really going to hit this time again because unless they transition to something else – Mm-hmm. But this is probably going to be one of the biggest leaps for the entry-level stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, they didn't even replace the, like... So, so the one gripe that I that I have is going on Apple's website, it, it is a bit confusing going to these product pages what the purchase decision is because yeah. they still have some of the, uh, the Intel-based yeah. uh, models. And it seems, and I, I couldn't really confirm this because, again, our amazing research skills for this podcast... <laughs> um, but the higher end, it's like essentially the higher end models are still Intel based, right? Yes, exactly. Um, and I assume, because I don't know why they would be still on the site, but I assume the higher end Intel model is still faster than the lower end. But this is, like this is M1, the one thing. no one no one is, is saying for sure, and, and Apple is yeah. not saying for sure. But um, there are like I mean definitely they are like the the new devices are definitely lower end by other attributes too right less ports less like yes, yes. less hard drive space less memory etc but um this is a weird this is that weird transition period where they still have like some of the old devices uh yeah. but yeah it's it, it is good that they kind of focus on those those entry those entry level devices well it's
0: crazy too because like i i'm very curious to see the tests like what's going to happen and and my suspicion is that In certain cases, I I would not be surprised if the cheaper, like, M1 actually outperforms the higher-end Intels. Well, I think there's Um,
1: there's one area that, to be honest, this is for, I mean, uh, this year I have not experienced this because I have not actually, I don't remember the last time I brought my laptop somewhere but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the, the biggest performance difference is the battery life i don't know if you saw oh it's crazy saw the rated battery life but um the numbers don't even seem
0: real and yeah. there's 20, there's no way 20 hours, 20 hours on the pro and yeah. 17 on the air which is like insane
1: and, and and that's just so that alone right i think is is the main reason to to buy one of these i don't know why you buy yeah um you know the the Intel models, just because you know you're getting a few hours better battery life, and yeah. that seems to be the the, the killer feature, right? Like I, I I haven't looked really at laptops in a while, but I'm, I'm pretty sure there's very few laptops out there that have a 20 hour battery life in that that size, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I know. I think I think. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's a good question. I I I can't remember what they claimed. If it was like. The longest battery life in a thin and light laptop, or if it's the longest battery life ever, because I I can't, I don't think I've ever heard a claim of twenty hour battery life on anything. Yeah, like that's, and that's, these that's, that's these
1: a, yeah, and, and these aren't you know these these aren't kind of like slow machines, right? Like no. these are pretty serious. Like you know they can um, even the MacBook Air now can run uh, the uh, the six K XDR display that Apple sells, yeah, which is right? kind of insane, and it can
0: edit it can edit four K. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, it's it's just it's crazy. It's it's really like it. I mean, it's kind of one of these things where I, f- I feel like just the nature that the technology is completely switched. That that it's kind of like again, light bulbs going to LED light bulbs, right? It's just a completely different technology. Um, I I know I know Apple Silicon is a completely different technology, but I mean, it's like it's rather than trying to just evolve. An existing system, you're going a completely different system, right? Yeah. And like LED, it's like it's not too good to be true. It's just a completely different technology, and that's why it's more efficient and brighter. Yeah. Right. Like how can something yeah. lower power be brighter? Well, it's just a different technology, right? Yeah. And so that's why I wouldn't be surprised if this thing actually outperforms some of the more expensive Intel Mac. And, and it would be such a it would be such a great, you know, story like for them to tell. But obviously they can't. They also can't say they can't outright say that because they don't want yeah. to burn their bridges with Intel, and they also have a stock of Intel laptops that they want to sell still, right? Yeah, um, yeah, it, it, yeah.
1: It's 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 definitely interesting. I think, um, you know, the uh, like again, they they've been doing this, they've been doing this for a while with their phones and, and their their iPads, right? Yeah, and, and so I think you know it, it's just so interesting how, again, like you said, I think I think excitement. Is all is all relative, right? And I, and I think you know if you if you um if if your phone was as old as your computer, I'm sure you would be just excited about the the yeah. iPhone like the, <laughs> yeah, the iPhone yeah, event, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. But they've been doing this this crazy low power because again, Apple has been you know miles ahead in terms of um their their metric. I think is how much how much performance do you get per watt, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because anyone can make something fast, right? But making it small and energy efficient. Um, yeah. At the same speed, that that's a big challenge, and so um, you know, like it's almost like we've gotten desensitized to how good their phones and their iPads are. Right? Yeah. Now well, that you are seeing that for the first time in computers, it it just it's interesting how um, you know, even though it really is a, not that groundbreaking, because if anything, the fact that like uh, like the iPhone twelve Pro Max or whatever, yeah, 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 is yeah. probably still faster than most of their laptops, right?
0: Yeah 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 which yeah, is yeah.
1: insane and if anything that's even more impressive right yeah but because that's just like the norm now and and yep. you know they've been doing that for a while you know, it's 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 not anything exciting or groundbreaking, but now that you're seeing how big the shift is from, um, you know, like an old architecture to new architecture, right? It's it, it is yeah. exciting to see that. And again, there, there's it's the M it's M one, right? Like on, on the iPhones, what are they what are they up to now? Like a fourteen or something? Like yeah, a- exactly, exactly. So so I mean, it, it, that itself is exciting. If this is the first one, you know, like yeah. you know, what is the like fifth, tenth, twentieth one
0: going to be like? But I, I also think though, like I, I think those jumps are gonna feel smaller, right? I feel like yeah, the, yeah. the initial like whether the the, next, whether they actually are or not, right? Yeah. Like it's it's a perception. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like that's what kind of that's why it's kind of exciting right now is that it feels like like ever since pretty much the iPhone came out, every iteration has felt basically incremental, even though they did make some big leaps, don't get me wrong. But this is like kind of like the first like really new thing in computers like for them for a really long time because computers have been like you know um well i shouldn't say that because the, the new mac pro was pretty crazy when that came out that, that was a pretty big revolution but like yeah i feel like something that that that's revolutionary that i would actually buy and be able to afford because i can't afford the mac pro right so it's like so something that's that's in the grass or something that would actually affect my my day-to-day life you know um that you know so it was it was just it yeah. was very exciting and i feel like I feel like right now the next year or so is going to be pretty exciting with all these Apple silicon chips coming out. Um, and yeah. and after that it's going to kind of go back to incremental updates or whatever. E- even though you're right. Like it, it like it could be a massive leap, but it's just that perception of like wow, what a change, right? That's gone to this, right? So. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right, that is the Apple M1 silicon chip. Uh, that I learned this morning is still based on ARM licensing. I didn't, I didn't ARM license. I didn't realize. I I was so confused about ARM and how it fit into Apple Silicon. But <laughs> yeah. I guess they license some of the technology underneath. Um, I, I
1: think it's 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 not. I mean, it's a different chip, but it, I actually think it's not that much different than the that technology, that architecture they're using in in their iPads and iPhones. Like yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. No. That, that is that is the same. But yeah, there's some underlying licensing that they still have to license out to the ARM people or whatever so uh, again go look it up guys you'll figure it out uh we're (laughs) gonna take a we're gonna take a short break but we'll be right back after this and we are back on episode 51 of the etc podcast it's funny. I forgot who we were for a second there. <laughs> um, before we get onto what's uh, before we get onto Aaron's noggin here, um, I have uh, I have two two uh, transportation related pieces of oh. news. Uh, one that's related to uh, your monorail, um, your Lego mm-hmm. monorail that you brought up last episode. Nice kind of related not not really (laughs) um i don't know if you heard they they had the first successful hyperloop passenger test
1: yeah was that uh virgin right was that what it was i I think i think they um i don't know how they relate like uh like how they're involved but i think it's virgin hyperloop
0: okay cool yeah um it was only like something like uh 500... It was really short. It was like 500 <laughs> meters or something like, like... Like, really short. Like, so yeah. short they could not... They didn't have the runway to get up to the speed... that The maximum right. speed that a Hyperloop yeah, can yeah. get to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very excited about the prospect of Hyperloop. I really hope it becomes a reality. But it's kind of sad to think about things like the Concorde, right? Like, the Concorde yeah. was something incredible that we had. And I didn't realize yep. that it just died. Like, people... It wasn't economically viable, I guess.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, that was really ahead of its time, right? Like I think, it, but I don't know if you heard it's, um, there's a very, there's a small startup that is designing another supersonic jet.
0: And oh, so, cool. Um, I did not know that.
1: Yeah. So, so maybe that, you know, again, uh, we will, we will see that in our lifetimes again. Um, oh. cause again, the, t- the technology wasn't, it wasn't the, the fact that, uh, it, it God, it died because people didn't want to go faster than sound and travel like yeah. fly faster. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone wants that. Yeah. Um, it, it was just a cost. It was straight up cost, right? And so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just cheaper to fly uh, slower, yeah. and people were not willing to pay uh, more money for that. You know, a uh, few hours savings at most. Uh, but there's a new company that is is promising to kind of do both, making okay. it a lot cheaper to fly at those higher speeds. Um, mm-hmm. I f- forget what they're called. I think Boom. But I will I will post the link. I think it's I think it's called Boom. I think I think it's the name of the the company. I could be wrong, but yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, and then the second piece of transportation news um, that is probably not really news, but just something that I've discovered. But I bet you everybody who's listening, this is probably really old because I I don't this this is in no way news. This is like just Casey discovered it now, so we're calling it news. Um, have you seen these revolutionary? Uh, paper airplanes that are effectively just a a round tube? No. Like, literally, like, I guess people have figured out the most, one of the record-breaking ways to build a paper airplane is to create what's effectively, it almost looks like a gigantic toilet paper roll tube. Okay, like a cylinder. Yeah, that's the the better word for it. (laughs) It's basically a paper cylinder. And if you just fold it in a certain structural way... This thing flies like crazy, so it looks um, it
1: looks nothing like a what you would consider a plane.
0: No, 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 just a what is the what is the cylinder.
1: what is the definition of a paper of a airplane? Plane. Because yeah, I, I feel a, like I feel like in um, you know if if we were eight and we were building paper airplanes, like you'd be disqualified, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like in, you, in your yeah. eight-year-old eight group of, of friends from from making that because it doesn't look like a plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's pretty. I've watched a couple of YouTube videos. Unfortunately, most of the YouTube videos that you look up are more about how to make it versus actually seeing the thing fly. Yeah, but I've seen a couple of th- a couple of them fly, and it's it's pretty incredible, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a good question what what the definition of airplane is because you would think an airplane would have some kind of planer aspect to it, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, not 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 a three D cylinder to it. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah. Um, yeah so very important transportation news there mm-hmm, yeah um, but we are gonna move on we're gonna move on to um, what is on top of Aaron's mm. noggin underneath his hat yes. sitting in the the baloney yes. in the hat and noggin sandwich uh, of Aaron anchor yes I like I like how these descriptions evolve yeah
1: <laughs> um, so this so this is actually something that uh, I think you will find very interesting, and, and I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts. I'm sure you've 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 seen this, but all right, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm I'm you better be right on this. Yeah, it, I, I feel I feel like the last few episodes, you you already know what I'm going to talk about, but well,
0: yeah, the, 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 there's been a, there's been a couple surprises, and 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 okay. like yeah, like, like you know, Starlink Starlink is something now that I'm following mm-hmm. because of you. And I don't know if yeah. you I don't know if not to derail your your bit here, but the like is, is rolling yeah, out now. Gov- yeah. Yeah. Canada government has approved yeah. it and now they're sending out Canadian uh uh invites or whatever. Anyways, back uh, to exciting. back to your thing. Um
1: yes. So Netflix. Netflix, I don't know if you've heard have you heard this? Do you know what I'm gonna talk about?
0: Um I have so number two on my list of things <laughs> to talk about <laughs> yeah. has the word Netflix in it. Okay. Um, I'm curious if it's I can't be the same thing. Let let me like because the thing I have is kind of boring. Let's 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 okay. Let's see what (laughs) you're going to be amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. So so Netflix is deciding, uh, and I think this is only in certain countries to basically do
0: TV. Like okay, no, this is not what I had. All I had. you, You haven't heard of this? Okay. So I had Netflix raising prices. So okay, yeah, that <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. A couple
1: I agree. Weeks ago, that is boring and also like really bad news. Um, yes. Okay. So um, awesome. I, I, this I, is good I, news. This is good news. Yeah, I think it's it's just in a few countries they're testing this. I think France actually is, is where they're doing this, but maybe they'll try this in others other other countries. But basically, what they're doing is they're creating their own TV channel. That's awesome. And when I say TV channel, like straight up full scheduled, you cannot like basically like skip ahead change it's literally tv
0: yes <laughs> this is this is what i've been saying right you know yeah. i've been saying this for years that i have a problem with on demand and that you it requires active and this ties in with last episode right we talked about the number one device being my tv because it's very passive activity and yep. the problem with on demand is it always involves active selection this is crazy yeah. how how okay tell me more
1: so they're calling it. it. They're calling it direct. um Okay. Uh, as, as a channel, but um yeah, it, it's essentially. Uh, I don't know what content they're going to put on here. I don't know if it's going to be multiple channels or whatnot. But yeah. essentially, there's going to be a schedule of shows and movies that play on this. And if you load it up, like it just you you just start watching wherever in the schedule yes. it is, right? And it's basically, it's basically like a broadcast, right? And I think, um, I, I don't know why exactly they're testing this out. They, they must have some reason, but um, I mean, what I suspect, I mean, you and I have like talked about kind of like the, uh, um, you know, like on, like on-demand media versus, you know, what, what it kind of lacks. But yeah. um, I mean, this makes, this makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, Netflix, it's, it's, it's one of those things that makes you realize how, how good of a like product company Netflix is and their strategy, because, This is basically, you know, like, I think if if you were to start, you know, um, getting into streaming media, it makes sense that you start with on-demand, especially when Netflix was doing it, right? Yeah. Um, That's where the opportunity was. But where do you go once, you know, that, when you basically figured it all out around on-demand things, right? You start now getting into some of the gaps, and and I think a lot of people will see this, and they're like, oh, like they'll, they'll probably make fun of it, right? They'll, they'll probably yeah. be like, it's like, oh, congrats, Netflix, like you you invented <laughs> TV, like good, good job, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly, um, exactly. But no, it, it's it's like it's really it's a really good strategy because again, it's it's they they went after the net new thing first, which is yep. the shift on demand, but that doesn't invalidate you know some folks or some you know some some maybe just some some days you just feel like putting something on yeah and it's you're not like the point is not you're intending to watch something you already have in mind yep. the point is something else right what, whatever yeah. that is like you just need to put something on in the background you just got to waste some time like whatever Whatever it is, that's still a legitimate use case, right? Um, Not to if, mention, it, if like, it wasn't, then why would you know? Why would radio still exist, right? Like, that's why exactly would, it. So.
0: That's hundred percent it, right? Like Apple, Apple has their like they have Apple Music, but they have their radio stations, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. And like you know, th- yeah, that's a million use cases for it, right? Like like pure discovery, like discovering something new, right. Like I find the browse uh, interface, you don't really discover anything because yeah, you're, you're very rarely going to actively just decide oh because Netflix suggested this new movie I'm going to play it right that's just yeah but like if it's already on you're going to watch it I'll, I'll tell you what what actually excites me about it a little bit too is 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 how uh, you know kind of traditional broadcast integrates with on demand because I'll tell you one of the very. Um, interesting things that i've experienced with ignite tv um is is so ignite tv actually has a lot of on-demand stuff like this is is a service from um rogers right rogers yeah yeah. so and i'm sure like every basically every cable provider now is kind of going this way right it's basically ip-based tv right so you have you know you have your regular broadcast cable but then you have like a really good selection of on-demand like everything is there so like you know Past TV shows, free movies, all these kind of things are in there. Um, and what I find really cool about the way that they've done it is that when you watch something on demand, it, it basically acts like a channel. So, so what'll happen is like I'll throw on like a repeat episode of like Family Guy, right? Because nothing really on TV. But I'm kind of interested in the U.S. election, right? So I'm kind of flipping between CNN, yeah. and like an episode of Family Guy, right? And what's cool is that because of like channels. It's like literally as easy as hitting like, oh, back, right? Like, you know, back to the previous channel. So I'm like going between an on-demand video and, and broadcast TV, right? Whereas normally that would be like, oh, I'm watching broadcast TV, which is its own atmosphere. It's own, sorry, like uh uh what's the word I'm looking for? Its own uh uh what the hell's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> envi- environment. Like interface
1: uh, or or like
0: Yeah, its own like uh uh Infrastructure, I don't know what the word is. It's it's in its own bubble, basically, compared to everything else we watch, right? Like Netflix, Apple TV+, Plus, all this stuff is on the Apple TV, but this one piece that's missing is in its own world, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like Bell offers like an Apple TV app so you can watch TV through the Apple TV and stuff like that. Yep, yep. But I really like this idea that like, you know, TV traditional broadcast is not dying because I do think there's a huge, huge...
1: Yeah, and, right. and I, I mean exactly what you're saying. I, I suspect a big reason, you know, they're they're seeing a lot of advantage in this is because again, it's gonna be it's still gonna be their content, right? Yeah. So yeah, right. Again, right. it's a discovery mechanism because yeah, maybe you just you're just watching this broadcast and you see something really interesting. It is really awesome that hey, you can you can just oh, I'm gonna dive into that, right? So yeah. I'm assuming yeah, I actually, they're gonna have yeah. some really cool yeah. way to like, hey, this is like a, on this is not on demand. Like, oh, sorry, this broadcast is live, let's say, or on schedule, but you can yeah. dive in from, from there, which is really cool. Like, I, I think there's some really interesting things they can do around that. Um, I mean, they, they did something similar. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed recently, but, um, have you seen the play something button appear on Netflix? I haven't actually. No. So have you, I, 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 sorry, I have it now on, um, uh, on, on my, my Sony TV. So I don't know if they're only rolling out to certain devices or, or, clients right now, but, um, right. yeah, before you go into, you know, you select your, your account yeah, before yeah. you do that, you can just hit that and it just plays something. Right. And so yeah. it's not a broadcast because it starts from the beginning, but again, I, I think they realize that because they've been so successful with the amount of content they have now, there's yep. almost this really weird paradox, right. Of you just can't decide what to watch. Right. And exactly. and I think, you know, two, three years ago, this probably wasn't an issue as much, right. Yeah, um, yeah. when they had less content, but now they have so much content that um, I think they're trying to figure out ways to solve for this. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's really interesting. I am, I'm really like I, I I not that I am really wanting to like watch this like regularly, but I just want to see how it works. Like it'd be really yeah. interesting to, to see how they what they do with this. Well,
0: you know, it's so funny. Like, like it, it really speaks to how desperately I've wanted this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Did, do you remember? Um, it was a couple of years ago uh maybe as recent as last year um there was uh this there was this show that they that netflix produced that ended up being an april fool's joke it was like um it was like like will arnett talks about regular day things or something like that and so literally it'd be like a shot of a microwave yeah and will arnett would just rant about this microwave basically (laughs) And then it would be something like a toaster. And it would just rant about a toaster. And what was crazy is when you hit play, it was like in the middle of it. Like you, there was no beginning or end or whatever. So right. this thing came on. I was like, oh, my God. This is like really funny. Yeah. Is this thing just going to be running all the time that we can just tune in at any point? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think like, I mean, I've always been a really big advocate of it. I'm still a big fan of cable for that reason. You know? And like, yeah, so I'm I'm happy. Yeah, this You're right. You got this. That that was a pretty interesting piece of news. Yeah. So um, so
1: we'll see we'll see what happens. But, I, but but I mean I think I think in general like this, um, like I, th- I think there's definitely some like Netflix is really good at just experimenting with things like this, right? Like I think if you look at all like there's a lot of streaming services out now, right? Like this like I mean I'm subscribed to probably like four or five, which is insane yeah. to think about. Um, but like you you don't see anyone else really kind of pushing. Um and this again like this sounds weird because people will just make fun of Netflix for just reinventing TV. Yep. But hey, no one else is is really doing that, right? And yep. and um you know they've they've done some really cool things like I don't know if you've played around with any of their like interactive like choose your adventure type um things there's been a few. Yeah, yeah. Uh there's been a few that Netflix has done. It's like really interesting. Um but yeah, like it's it's you know like I think a year or two ago, with Disney emerging and all these streaming services, people were like, "It's like, oh, you know, like Netflix, like is is like um, is at at risk and and whatnot." But if anything, like I, I feel like at this point, um, because again, you know, I, I subscribe to quite a few of these, and I don't know between content and just the way that they are adding features and things like, that, like Netflix is still so far ahead of all. That oh stuff, yeah, yeah, right. And and well, it's surprising because you have these companies like Disney. Which, if anyone is going to compete against them, right, it would be a company like Disney. Yep. But like other, like outside of one or two shows, maybe I watch uh, on Disney. And and again, I am a grown adult, not a not a <laughs> child, so I'd probably have a yeah. very different uh, viewpoint. But um, yeah, Netflix just blows like
0: everything but else I mean, out of the but water. But I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, Netflix has like I don't know how how much of a head start on these other companies, right? Like yeah. like a decade or two, and not to mention like it's kind of like Tesla right they they are a good software company at heart right they know And that's
1: their core mission right whereas yeah. Disney like they they've done a great job with their streaming service but their yeah. core mission is is their their media and
0: their content right like yeah. what they do as Disney not becoming the best streaming service in the world right Yeah. Well this this is the thing right i mean you think about all these companies right it's like it's like you know Google, you know, is getting into the hardware game, you know, over the last couple of years. But Apple has like 20 years on Google on that, you know, 30, 40 years, however much head start on that. And that's still Apple's core, like not their core business, but it it's what they're really good at. Now flip yeah. that, you know, Google's really good in the advertising search game, and they're really good at the online service game, and Apple's playing catch up on that, right? Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. like like Netflix like you said it was a kind of a core software company that then started to get into content uh creation right disney was a content creation company in the first place and then they kind of all right so it's like what what netflix is going to excel at makes sense right it's it's kind of like product design and and that goes a lot lot further than the ui right it's it's yeah. all about like the feature set and you know what's what like how they're going to lead the industry right i i was always surprised to find out and, and I still have to corroborate this. Um, corroborate's the wrong word. I still have to confirm <laughs> this. Um, but I... I Because I thought for the longest time that Netflix was um, a company that was doing on-demand DVD mail-in stuff that realized the opportunity in the market and then shifted to Netflix streaming. But I am now hearing from maybe from people like you, our friend Gus, like people... That their their mission always from the beginning was online streaming. It's just the internet wasn't there yet and the technology wasn't there mm. yet. And so they started with mail and DVDs and we just waiting for the time to happen. Right. Yeah. And I, so I,
1: I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know for sure either. Um, yeah. But did, did you know last, like, at least last time we checked, maybe this was like a few months back, they still have another company that I don't know if it's, I think, I think Netflix own, owns them or, or whatnot, but you can still rent DVDs, physical DVDs.
0: Okay, I didn't did know that. Do you know this? Like from, I, I, I No.
1: Yeah, so it's it's not like directly from Netflix, but it's basically their company. Oh, and so crazy. like I don't think it's available in Canada. This might only be in the US and maybe only part certain parts of the US. Yeah, but yeah. that still is alive. There's still people out there that oh, for whatever crazy. reason um <laughs> want to rent a DVD and it's a mail it's a mail service. Like you you, yeah. you um yeah, you get it through mail. So I, I don't know if it's still running, but um, Yeah, yeah. A lot a lot of information we're not very sure of, but
0: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, that that r- reminds me of this kind of uh, pretty cool video. Um, did, I, did I ever talk about the Linus Tech Tips video where he went to visit his grandfather to show him technology these days? Did I ever no. talk about that? Okay, so anyways, there there is this. I think I, I want to say it was for Father's Day or something a couple years ago or something like that. So Linus um, went to visit his grandfather. And he went to kind of show him like what technology is like today. And um, so he kind of showed him on his phone like, oh, and here you can rent a movie. And then his grandfather asked, okay, so now will it be ready at the store for me? And he's like, no, you can watch it right here. And it was just like this like uh, crazy moment um, of his grandfather experiencing like modern tech, you know, for the first yeah. time. So it's it's pretty crazy. Um, okay, we are uh, coming to a close here on this um, very in-depth episode of the ETC podcast. I feel like we covered about three <laughs> topics today, actually. But uh, that's 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 what you get. That's what you get with the ETC podcast. Um, if you guys have any questions, comments, and concerns, be sure to email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com. Or you can follow us at the ETC podcast on Twitter. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Before we go, uh, I do want to mention uh, one th- very interesting piece of news. Um, because this is a problem I've been dealing with. Um for a pretty long time and uh they finally solved it, which is pretty sick. And I'm I'm sure it's a problem that you have, and maybe a couple other people that we know have. Um so for years now, I've I've always wanted um I've always wanted uh, a Porsche that matches my private jet. <laughs> I, I, I've I've had my I've owned my private jets, you know, yeah. for years, and I've never had a Porsche. That matches yeah. my just, private jet. Yeah, I mean, you you could get one, but it wouldn't be the
1: same color and
0: exactly, man. It's just <laughs> like it's it's so stupid. Like it's it's like Netflix <laughs> taking so long to figure out this thing. I don't know why it took them so long. Uh, so I don't know if you've heard, but there now you can buy a Porsche to match your your <laughs> private jet. I, um, I did see that. That's <laughs> it, it's just you know
1: like this year has been like I, I feel like if you had a a bingo card with, with these things at the beginning of the year. And one of the (laughs) items was, um, what's it, what's the company, the jet company. Oh, Uh, you
0: know, I had it written down,
1: but whatever it is, right. Like if, if something on there was like, Oh, um, there's going to be a global pandemic. And by the way, yeah. and, like, and the economy is going to be down. And by the way, the, um, you can also buy a private jet with a matching 911 matching yeah. <laughs> Like,
0: yeah. It's yeah. like, what, like, gonna, what is people happening? People are going to be losing their jobs. Yeah. People yeah. are dying. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Don't forget, <laughs> you, you you can finally it's get just, your Porsche. To, it, yeah. it, like, I didn't, I didn't even read much about it. Is it, like, a package deal? Or is it, like, literally, like, the Porsche is branded similar to the jet? Like, what's the... Like, do you know... I, you
1: know I, the, I think you... Like, I don't, I don't think you can... So... I don't know about the jet, but I know that yeah. I know the 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 car, which is 911 Turbo S, which is basically, you know, one of the top models that Porsche sells. Um, you can only get it in that particular configuration, like there's specific paint and wheels and things like that. But you can only get that if you buy it with that jet, With that jet. So yeah, not that not that this car doesn't exist. You just you can't buy it in that specific you know color and options, unless right. you get it with, with that jet. I don't know. I don't know if that's the same with the jet. Although I suspect that like that this works like again the the jet I think is like ten million, right? <laughs> yeah. and the car is expensive, but it's not ten million. The car is like you know two three hundred thousand. So I feel <laughs> like you know this is more of a one sided thing where like. It's it's a bonus for like if you're if you're spending ten million on a jet you're it's a, a jet bonus owner. you got, yeah yeah you know, you it's, can not, buy it's this, not
0: this yeah it's not really for the Porsche owners out there it's really for the jet owners yeah, um, yeah yeah exactly but yeah I mean again can't like thank God like next to the M1 MacBook Airs like <laughs> this jet Porsche combo is really where my money's going next so yeah yeah. All right. That is it, guys. Um, again, like I said, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to email us at podcast.etc at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the etc podcast. You can also leave a voice message on our official website, anchor.fm slash the-etc-podcast. Um, The ETC podcast is currently hosted on Anchor.fm and distributed to all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and more. We really like the correspondence that you guys give us, tweet us. You know, there's been a lot of traffic that's been happening, which is really great. But we still have two YouTube videos that actually have zero views. It will be amazing to see how long we can keep those videos at zero views. Ah uh, yes. I do not think that, that is even possible anymore. But I know, right? It's almost <laughs> like a. I, I was thinking about this the other day about making a YouTube video, literally called like "Don't Watch This" and see how long it could go yeah. at zero view I'm sure people have done it before. Yeah, you
1: though. would not, you would not believe what happens when, yes. when you watch this.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, but that is it, guys, for episode 51. That's 2 times 25 plus 1, or 60 minus 9. Don't forget, that's also 100 minus 49. (laughs) And it's 51 out of 100 episodes at some point. Me and Aaron have finally decided, by the way, that this season is going to be coming to an end. Uh, We only have a couple episodes... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Definitely wasn't a uh, thirty-second conversation, um, <laughs> but uh, we are going to be ending uh, this season um, at the end of this year. Um, so we're going to finish off November. So that's two or three more weeks, and then we're going to do a Christmas special to end off the season. Um, but don't worry, we will be back next year. Uh, you know, whenever we decide to get back on, but and it won't it won't be an eight-year hiatus again. Uh, Things have been going pretty well. All right, guys, that is it for episode 51 for this uh, wonderful uh, Remembrance Day, uh, Wednesday, November 11th, uh, 2020. Obviously, all due respect to uh, everybody who fought for our freedom and give us the lives that we have today. So thank you very much. All All due respect going out to that. Um, but that is it guys episode 51 for your one-stop enter- One-stop pod for entertainment technology and cars. My name is Casey Lee and sitting across the city from me as always is Aaron Dedecker. We'll see you guys next week. Go watch some Netflix TV.